What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Yee Yee Podcast. I am joined right here with the man in charge, Parker. And What's then, up, guys? I just it, waved to the camera. I didn't say anything, and I forgot we were on a podcast for a second. Yeah, we also do this on YouTube, so it's a little bit <laughs> it's a little bit hard. If that's really bad listening, by the way, if you're just listening on Apple Podcasts. Uh, today, we're joined by a very special guest. This is super exciting. Um, his name is Richard, and he is basically, are you just a t-shirt guy? Is that just what we should call you, is the t-shirt guy? Well, I've been called worse, but I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm cool with the t-shirt guy, so. So, Richard, how long have we been working together? How long have you been doing shirts and other gear that we'll get into in a minute, but how long have you been working with Yee Apparel? So, I think our first order was in 2018, so I mean, it's been a few years, so it's yeah. been about three years. You're basically my best friend i talk to you more than i talk to anybody on a daily basis <laughs> oh i'm i'm honored i know we, we we send a lot of emails back and forth man so it's uh i love it so yeah it's been great uh li literally like if you look at my emails it's like probably like between five to ten emails every single day and i'm like i don't talk to anybody as much it's funny how you like how much you communicate with certain work colleagues and certain people like thankfully we're pretty close with richard and you are up here uh you've been up here a few times to be able to visit with us but there's some people everybody has those clients that they work with that are like so far away and they've never even met them but it's like i've been like just conversing with you for five years we have some people like that yeah that we work with in yeah. different capacities so what so tell me a little bit about your story um how did you get started in this business and how long have you been working not just with us but in general yeah, so um, I've been about at River City for about 10 years, um, almost 10 years now. Um, before that, I worked at a boarding school um, there in San Marcos, Texas. Um, and our boss, Luke, was actually like part of like a networking group out there. And they did all the merchandise for the school, all the uniforms, all that kind of stuff. And so we connected. Um, and then, yeah, about 10 years ago, decided to kind of switch career paths. And I've been in sales for, for 10 years there at River City. So. Have you so? Uh, how long has River City been around? River City was founded in 1978. So okay. um, at first they started out in Austin, Texas. Um, for a while there, we had an Austin, Texas office and a San Marcos, Texas office. Shut down that Austin office a few years back, and all the production's done uh, there in San Marcos, Texas. So how did we get? Because this was before my time. I wasn't working with you guys. I came onto the team, and y'all were already working together a little bit. Not in the same capacity as we are now. Now it's a lot more. Uh, quantity and, and just items, but uh, what, how did you get connected? How did y'all two get connected? So I'd been following Texas Humor. Maybe some of you Texans know what that is. It's a brand here in Texas that is pretty popular on like Twitter and social media and that sort of thing. And I uh, just actually messaged their owner, JB Salceda, and I was like, I love what you guys are building. I'd love to come try to learn something from you guys. And so I visited their warehouse in Austin, Texas, and then he ended up connecting me he was like hey who does y'all shirts and your art and that sort of thing and i told him and he was like man i got a guy that i love i'll connect you his name's richard he's with river city and they handle everything and they the way that they handle the art to the product to getting it to you on time is great and then i reached out to richard and we started working together from there cool yeah um so i'll say it is one of like the Ecom legends he's been doing this for a while and he's built a crazy brand do y'all still work with them we do so yeah a funny story about him you know he came to us you know just kind of out of the blue and um you know started printing t-shirts once their social media you know got to you know such a huge number you know 
and uh, he wanted to do fulfillment too. And I'm like, well, we don't really do fulfillment. We focus on you know oh, screen printing that kind of gosh. stuff. Wait, was that at the same time? Because Richards know. went off too. <laughs> Two weeks in a row. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt you, Richard. Hold that thought. We have a milk chug. Oh man. So for was this explained to you, Richard? What's about to happen? N- it, no, it was. So, so Hayden, Hayden deserves this actually because he's the one who started this trend. Those of you who are not seeing the video right now, Hayden's phone just went off. Uh, a few weeks ago, we started it. You put your phone in the middle of the podcast uh, studio with a one pint of dairy pure whole milk whoever's phone goes off first has to chug the milk and richards went off probably three seconds after hayden's so richards has gone off three times to my one but mine was just right before all right go ahead like the 10 seconds of silence followed by a distant burp on the podcast that is the oh wow we got a close one there i'm so sorry is it easier the second time um it's not the actual chugging that it is it's just after it didn't really I, i wasn't that messed up um but we're just not used to i don't really drink a whole lot of milk anymore because i'm not eight uh but yeah that's pretty terrible. And okay, so now we can turn Rich, our phones Rich, off. Richard's gone off four times buzzing. now. <laughs> oh man! Wow. Okay. Um, you were talking about Salceda, and they wanted to do fulfillment. Yeah, and you know we don't really do fulfillment. I mean, we focus on you know the screen printing and embroidery, you know, side of things. And so, you know, once we started printing his shirts, um, you know, he went around to local fulfillment companies, and no one would fulfill from him because he was so small. And so then he started his wow. fulfillment business. And so what is that for people that don't know? It's the shipping out products. So, you know, like he, y'all ship out everything, you know, here out of the, you know, the warehouse here. Um, you know, he wanted to pay somebody to do it mm-hmm. and he couldn't find anybody to do it. And so now that's really his main, their main business is, is the fulfillment business. It's grown to be, you know, a huge, huge business here, you know, um, in Austin, Texas. So, um, but we do still do all their printing. So. Okay. So for listeners at home, what's different about like Texas humor, and I don't know what the holding company that they have is, um, but it's not just Texas humor. He, Texas humor is his brand that he created that's crushing. But then at the same time, I think he saw uh, a spot in the industry where, especially in this area of Austin, where he can say, well, there's all these other companies that want, that don't want to deal with shipping out, which is one of the things that we do. And we're a little bit different in that sense that we do ship out and we don't outsource that, which is called fulfillment. But yeah, so he just has his own brand that he fulfills for and does all the operations of, but then also he has all these other companies, which, um, you know, it's, what's cool about that is like, you may, you may. It's basically like betting on the little guy and then that little guy in a few years gets big and now you're doing their fulfillment. So it's really cool to be able to do that. Yeah. Um, so let's, let's talk start to finish because I think a lot of people are interested in this. A lot of our listeners, and this will be kind of be a conversation between you two, but what is the, what does it look like start to finish? So you have an idea Parker for a new product or, or a new design or whatever. Explain to me in a too long, don't read version of what that looks like from every step that you're taking to whenever it's passed off to Richard and then back to us and, and explain to listeners at home and explain it to me in a very simple term because it's, it's really high level whenever you think about it. Yeah, so I will, we will plan out our launches in advance 
and I will allot the amount of time that I think it's going to take to develop the product, to order it, and then to get it in hand, and then to give us enough time to market it. So we'll think about, it kind of depends on what time of the year is, what the theme is that we're going for, what the customer is, but I will think of a idea or a design to put on the shirt, or I'll see another product that I like that with a similar theme that I like, and I will send it to Richard. I'll kind of let him know if I have a certain color scheme in mind or if I have a certain vibe in mind for it and on what type of product I want it on, whether it be a shirt or a hoodie or a tank top and that sort of thing. And then Richard, why don't you explain what happens from, I guess, me sending the idea to you and then kind of what happens behind the scenes that people don't know. Yeah, so, I mean, from there, I mean, we have a team of five graphic designers in-house. Um, they all kind of have their different styles and things that they specialize in. And so, you know, once we kind of see the design, we kind of figure out who to send it to. Um, and then from there, you know, they, they put it on whatever product Parker's looking for, like you said, whether it's a tank, hoodie, shirt. Um, and then they send that proof to Parker, and then, you know, he decides to order it or not. You know, sometimes those those orders don't come through. Majority of the time they do. Um, and then from there, it's finding, you know, finding the blank shirt, ordering that in. Um, hopefully they have stock of that shirt um, because that's definitely an issue that we're running into is, you know, the supply supply chain issues. But um, and then from there, you know, it gets sent to our San Marcos warehouse and then and then we print it. So um, it's pretty simple. Once we once we get all the all the product in, all that kind of stuff, it's literally just a matter of, of putting the putting the design on whatever it is that we're doing. So what is what is a blank for people that don't know of like stock issues and what does it mean when you say we're ordering blanks? Yeah, and so, um, you know, we order blank t-shirts, blank hoodies, all that kind of stuff um, in-house. And so we order, you know, we order from like a Bella Canvas, you know, brand, we order it and then, um, you know, we private label it and then, um, you know, we, we print it, you know, print the design on top of on top of the garment, so. So you're ordering like a ton of just bl literally blank, literally blank t-shirts. Yeah. yeah. And so, I mean, our warehouse is full of blank t-shirts. I mean, we don't really carry stock of anything. Um, you know, we order to order. So, um, you know, we're not really holding any blanks that aren't being printed on in-house. Yeah. So that's what we would call a domestic order, which is just here in America. There's companies like Bella Canvas or Next Level or independent trading company. And these companies literally just produce blanks for other companies to put their logo on. And you will have different vendors and different warehouses across the country or internationally where you will, it's like, okay, Parker wants X amount of these shirts. And then sometimes you have to pick and choose. It's like, so-and-so only has, we have, you know, 200 mediums in Georgia. And then we have uh, we have to get in the other 75 mediums from, you know, California. And it's, it's can be really stressful, I'm sure, with the amount of different products that I'm ordering at the same time. And you're the one behind the scenes that has to figure out who has what and then get it in-house. Has that just been extremely stressful for you? Have you learned to kind of manage that over the years, especially with all the time constraints of clients needing stuff by a certain time? Yeah, so, I mean, pre-COVID, things look totally different. I mean, warehouses were, you know, super well stocked you know thousands of pieces of of most colors you know even in texas um 
COVID really ruined the supply chain. And so, you know, for example, Bella Canvas, who makes, you know, thousands and thousands of millions of shirts, they switched off all their manufacturing to make masks during COVID. So when they stopped making t-shirts, the stock slowly started to dwindle and it still hasn't, you know, got back to the levels um, where it was pre-COVID. So certain colors um, of shirts, even hats, um, you just can't get. Um, they're just not there. And so um, it's it's difficult. It's been really difficult, especially for, for large orders, you know, like he's placing. It's uh, we're, we're raiding every warehouse that we can get just to get, you know, the amount of blanks um, in that, that y'all require in every customer. So mm-hmm. hopefully here in the next three to six months, the supply chain is going to going to get better. But, yeah, it's it's difficult. And when the shirts aren't there, they're just they're not there. So. Yeah, like one of our manufacturers for an international overseas order, that's not ordering a blank from another company. That's you dealing directly with a factory who produces the fabric, creates the the construction of the product from complete scratch. And like our American flag hoodie that we've been doing, that entire country is on lockdown still. So we just literally can't make that hoodie this year because the, the country is on lockdown. And I've talked to other vendors who are like, there's just shortages because everybody let everybody go because they thought that the demand was going to slow down and then now it picked up again and so i've talked to certain people who are like in the last 20 years we've never had a 18 month span like this we've never experienced anything like this yeah yeah it's it's crazy it's and people don't you know most people aren't understanding they're like well you know i ordered this hat a year or two ago and you know why don't they have it now it's like well they just I don't know. You know, it's it's out of our controls. So I can't I can't make the hats. I can only order the blanks. Yeah. So. Yeah. You're just the middleman. I'm just the middleman. Yeah. I saw something um, about it's a little bit different in the realm. I have to like caveat, you know, do a caveat with this because we're in country music. Um, Granger is. And then and then Texas has stayed open a little bit more. But everyone is just ramping up their tours for the fall and i was reading a really good tweet thread and i I wish i knew who it was from but someone that works in the music industry the other day talking about how they're seeing now how hard it is to just order shirts and this was a pretty bigger tour i remember thinking but um yeah i mean they're all these bands at the same time are trying to get shirts and that's just one tiny sliver of the t-shirt industry that's just you know bands which there's a ton of bands out there and they're touring you know but that's just a tiny sliver of how hard that industry has been rocked oh yeah yeah it's definitely something that's you know it, it's going to get worse before it gets better so hopefully hopefully here it's going to be restocked you know hopefully here pretty soon but i don't have my fingers crossed so <laughs> what's the biggest order that you've ever done oh my god just in general not with us i because i i know you've told some stories before i don't know if you can talk about clients yeah, but yeah for sure um Man, I, we've done some pretty big overseas orders. So, you know, outside of, you know, the manufacturing that we do, you know, there in San Marcos, um, you know, we've also done some some pretty large overseas orders. Um, I mean, I would say the biggest order was probably, I mean, maybe $250,000, $300,000 worth, worth of, of stuff from another company that's no longer in business. So um, they... What uh, kind of product was it? Um, it was a, a order of fleece vests and hoodies. Um, oh, so that's expensive. It, it was, you know, an expensive garment, you know, times a lot of a lot of units, you know, added up pretty, pretty quick. So a lot of people don't know the just the initial cost that some of these companies and the risk that they take to release these products. People are like, add another add another jacket or you guys need to do this or that. It's like that is like 
that's almost all of our money to do that. And it's such a risk that keeps you up at night. And it's a lot of pressure on you too, to make sure that it's like, that's over a quarter million dollars. And some of these startup companies, it needs to be right. And you're putting the whole company at risk dealing with manufacturers that you're not able to talk to them in person. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, the, the even more stressful thing about it is these factories, they don't, they're not going to give you terms. They want their money up front because they have to order, you know, they have to order the fabric. They have to order all the zippers and different things that, you know, go into making the products. So, you know, they require us to, to pay up front, which is definitely, you know, can hurt cash flow for, yeah. for a company our size. That's kind of been the reason that we've, even with all the growth that we've had over the last year to two years, it's kind of been one of the reasons that we have moved towards these launches because it's great for us to, we've gotten pretty good, I would say, at projecting inventory and we're always trying to get better, but each launch it gets better and improves. And so that's been a really big thing for us is to be able to just, like sometimes we clear an item in one day. And granted, you know, we order that item a little ways out and it sits on the shelf for a little bit, but it's so nice to be able to do that. And I can't imagine having another business model. I guess I, what a lot of people end up doing is they get they get investors. And you know, whenever you have, you know, whenever you pump $2 million into a company, mm -hmm. I guess it's nice to, to help with inventory. However, the other side of that is that now your company, you have to give 30% to, to someone, you know, that may not in the end see eye to eye with you, you know? Yeah, it's always nice to not have to have to bring in investors but yeah. you know once you get to a certain point sometimes it makes sense right so. have you ever done anything for a sports team um so we've done contract printing before for sports teams and so they call it like hot market printing so like um you know when the astros were about to win the world series you know they had shipped us you know i don't even know is this the one that they cheated or the one the, that they didn't cheat? definitely the one they cheated <laughs> okay. definitely the one they cheated aren't you a so, big astros fan no i'm oh. a big rangers fan oh, okay, okay. Yeah. we also we also have to say and i don't know if he listens he does follow a lot of our content but we have um well i don't know if i want to we have we have a former astros player that was a notable player on that team you can probably you know figure it out but that is a very big fan of the Astros or is a very, you know, he was on the Astros. So we had to be careful because I hate the Astros growing up as a Rangers fan. Yep. And then all that stuff happened and I loved it. <laughs> However, I've hung out with him. He's a very nice guy and I enjoy, I enjoy him and I want to keep him a fan. So let's just say that if he happens to listen, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, I mean, we've done hot market printing before. So, I mean, they send us all the blanks ahead of time. They send us the design, you know, a week or two ahead of time that says, you know, Astros world champs or Spurs world champs. Um, and then as soon as they win, we start the machines, you know, overnight and print and then get those shirts to the academies and the HEBs and all that kind of stuff the next day. So um, I've always so. been able to relate to you in terms of having a bunch of demand all of a sudden. And so you have to find all of these people to come in and <laughs> it's, it's not easy to bring in hourly workers. I think you said, I talked to you the other day and you were like, yeah, we just brought on like seven people yesterday for y'all stuff. Yeah, and so, I mean, you know, right now, honestly, I mean, we're running a semi-night crew to, to try to, you know, try to catch up um, for the next Yee launch um, here upcoming. But, um, yeah, it's been difficult to find people just to work, you know, that even want to work. So, um, it's 
it's difficult. So, so did y'all print the Astro shirts, or it was like we everybody did. was ready? Yeah, yeah. So you know, as soon as they you know won game six or seven, whatever it was, um, you know, they uh, they said okay, start the machines, and we already had you know the films burned, the screens burned, all that kind of stuff, and then we just printed from you know 10 p.m. to 8 a.m. or but, whatever all night. And this so. is the one they lost game seven, right? Oh no, the one they won. Oh okay, no, okay. They, yeah, no, the one they won. So uh, we I was about for to, that. I was about to say your shirts ended up in africa yeah yeah and that sometimes happens. it happens yeah so i mean if we print the shirts and you know that, that doesn't happen then then they send them yeah to, to africa i remember that so. was crazy the very first time i found out about that that in sporting events especially like baseball or basketball you can see the series start to go one way but you know a college football national championship you got to have all that ready to go for both teams you know it's one game and so yeah the team that doesn't win they ship it out ship it out to third world countries and you'll literally have kids running around with Notre Dame national champion yeah, shirts. Yeah, and that happened. I mean, we when the Spurs uh, lost to the Heat, uh, we had started printing Spurs, uh, you know, world champ shirts. Aww. And so, and then Ray Allen hit that three and, you know, ev and everything changed. Everything and we changed. just flipped off the machines and said, stop printing. So. Well, you know what you should do? Uh, we may have to edit this out so your bosses don't hear, but you should take some of those and then sell them on the black market. Uh, One of those shirts has to go for a hundred bucks oh, a pop. I'm sure. I'm sure. So, uh, yeah, they would, they would pop us pretty good for that. So well, maybe funny. one day. Um, what is the quickest turnaround that, that you've ever given him on a product? <laughs> well, I know it's probably your biggest pet peeve, but we've talked about this. I, when I first started, I was like wanting stuff, I think in like seven or eight days. And for most people, it's like three or four weeks, or maybe it may be longer now with the demand that you have. I think, I mean, sometimes we'll have a shirt of the month mix up or something and you'll turn something around. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, you know, we tried to knock up stuff in two to three weeks. I mean, so for example, I mean, we have seven automatic you know, press machines and then, you know, a couple manual machines, um, you know, we can do, I mean, I don't know, a couple, few thousand shirts a day um, between, you know, all those seven, you know, seven machines. A lot of that depends on, you know, how many locations the prints are, how many ink colors, you know, all that kind of stuff. So obviously more colors, more locations, we're not going to get as many shirts done. You know, obviously if there's a shirts with like a one color front, we can knock out, you know, a lot more, but um, you know, we try and knock out stuff in a few weeks. Um, doesn't always happen. A lot of that depends on where we have to get the, that blank shirt from. So, I mean, if it comes from, you know, California, we're just ordering it, you know, via UPS ground or something like that. So we're waiting on the shirts for a week. Um, but a lot of times the shirts are in Texas and, you know, we can knock them out quickly. So the Yee stuff kind of takes a little bit longer just because, um, you know, it's, a lot of locations and it gets you know poly bagged and and you know hang tags and upcs all that kind of stuff so that takes a little bit longer but you know we try and try and knock out stuff as quick as we can yeah so the river city crew is now working night shifts all the fall stuff is ordered for those of you listening but when you're hearing this there's a river city all richard's guys are working tonight <laughs> to get our fall <laughs> stuff in because that's just how far in advance we have to order now and then each shirt gets automatically folded and y'all's cool. It's very satisfying, by the way, automatic folding machines <laughs> that fold the t-shirts. That would be a good TikTok. And then we just added, started adding the hang tags and each one goes in a poly bag and then each one also gets a custom sticker on it. And so it's an ordeal, I'm sure. Yeah. Didn't you say that certain people 
literally just fold hoodies for like eight hours at a time for oh, the yeah. entire shift. Yeah, and so, I mean, we have a folding, bagging, tagging room that is specifically for that kind of stuff. But then, yeah, like the hoodies, they don't go through that machine just because they don't fit. And so those actually have to get hand-folded and, you know, Oof. put in a bag and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, yeah I mean, those those hoodie orders, those large hoodie orders, um, you know, they, they take – they take a whole crew of, of people for eight hours a day for, you know, three or four days, just hand folding hoodies and putting them in a bag and then putting them back in a box and, you know, taking that box to the warehouse. And yeah, know. it would be kind of cool to do a video of like the, uh, the life of a Yee Yee product from inception from like the email and then it travels to Richard and then the blank comes in and then it's printed. And then you see like, someone at night like folding you and then put it in a box come to oh, the it's first farm. person you're literally the shirt <laughs> <laughs> i kind of you. just i just kinda, i kind of changed i kind of changed it halfway through i was like it'd be kind of cool if you were the shirt but um maybe i don't know it's like you're the email and then you're the shirt we'll think on it no we can make that happen um the last email question. would be like the fertilized egg yeah yeah that'd be good last question or not even really even a question um why we have both of so you we talked about this Y'all work together quite a bit, um, mostly y'all too, because I deal with more more with marketing and then Parker's on product. Is there anything that y'all want to get off your chest? This, if there's any time to like say something that's been bothering you about how y'all work together, this would be the time for content. Well, if anyone has anything, it would be Parker because I I have nothing. I mean, you know, Parker's super easy to work with. You know, I will say Aww. we don't always meet deadlines, and you know, these shirts. I mean, they're they're hand hand eye i mean they're loaded onto a machine by hand so i mean yeah. you know sometimes they they might be crooked or misprinted yeah. or you know um you know we try our best but i mean parker's super easy to work with so i have i got nothing there so no beef here it's you're always going to have a margin of error that's one of those yeah. things we've we've really improved our shipping um because we we track everything we we track how how many orders come back with with a you know wrong item or whatever and so we've gotten better over time. And then Maddie has really helped with a lot of that since she's taken over. However, you're still going to have margin of error. The other day we're, you know, we're doing a launch. We're whatever launch it was a summer launch. Yep. And she sends a report to Parker and I every week and it's all of the wrong orders and what shippers they came from. And it's not really, you know, a discipline thing. We're just trying to improve. And I was like, Oh my gosh, you know, we had so many wrong orders. And then I look at how many orders we shipped out that week and it's basically on par for our typical percentage. So we understand that there's always, you know, going to be that that error. And the thing that separates the vendors and really any company uh, is everybody's going to make mistakes and things are going to happen, especially at that volume. But it's the ones that take the time to actually address it and fix the problem. And it's like, how can we avoid this in the future, which you guys always do. Every time we have an issue, you're the only vendor that I have that then is like, cool we're going to avoid this in the future we're going to add in this extra person to double check it we're going to label each box with the exact size and quantity and let you know exactly what's in it uh we had like yesterday we had a wear out we had a delivery scheduled to come to the farm and it was after hours and i was like is there any way that we can have him come during hours so our warehouse manager doesn't have to stay late you immediately called the driver and rescheduled it so it's just going back and forth and, and, and fixing it according to the client's needs, with, which helps a lot. Yeah, I mean, we always try to take, you know, that accountability. You know, we're not, we don't claim to be perfect. And, you know, if y'all ever see anything that's not, you know, I feel like we have that relationship where y'all can let us know, like, yeah. hey, this shirt's printed crooked or these shirts were labeled incorrectly or all that kind of stuff. And, and you know, we'll always make it right. So. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. We'll see y'all next week.
Eat your veggies. All right, see y'all.